0: Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob e and Podcast, the best sports podcast in New Jersey. We have a special guest with us today, Emma Brewerman. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't, can't complain. How are you? I'm good. No complaints over here. I'm glad that you were able to take time out of your schedule to hop on with us, especially being that the season is right around the corner. So I'm extremely thankful for that. Uh, For those that don't know, obviously, if you're not paying attention, the only season that's right around the corner is college basketball. We had a college basketball player on with us at North Florida. How did you end up choosing North Florida for the school that you wanted to go to? And were there any other possibilities? Because you had a successful career in high school. Mm -hmm. Why North Florida?
1: Yeah, so I was actually choosing between three different schools that I had set up for official visits. Mm-hmm. Um first being Austin P. I kind of had them all set up in like a span of three weekends. Um like back to back to back. Um so I had gone to Austin P first and you know, I got back from that visit and I told my mom I was like, you know what, I think I'm set on Austin P. Like I think I want to be there like it's 5 hours from home closer than the other two schools, which were UNF and LaSalle. And I was like, you know, it's pretty close. Um, I really like the girls. I love the location. You know, me being from the country, it kind of had that country feel to it. And I love the coaching staff. And my mom was like, well, you know what? Like, you should probably take your other visits. And I talked to my recruiter and he was like, you know, you should take your other visits, you know, just see what's out there, you know, just to make sure that that's the right school for you. And I was like, okay, okay. So I took my visit to UNF as a vacation, if you want to say that, because they were going to take me to the beach. And like, you know, I'm in Florida. So Um, but I came down here and like I was pretty close minded. But I came down and I fell in love with the campus. You know, I'm 10 minutes from the beach, like can't get any better than that. I'm like an outdoorsy person. I love the beach. So that was a plus. Um, The campus, beautiful. And I like clicked more with the girls here than I did at Austin P, which was kind of surprising for me because I was like, you know what? I'm pretty fit, I fit in pretty well with the Austin P girls. But I came here and I just like fit right into everything they had going on. So, you know, I talked to my mom and I was like, hey, like I don't know what I want to do anymore. Because like I just had this feeling when I was here, like it was kind of like my home away from home. Being that it was 12 hours, I was very nervous. Um, because I am a homebody and like fa- my family's so tight knit um, but I just you know had this feeling inside of me and I ended up committing pretty fast and I didn't even take my third visit Um, and you know after talking with my recruiter he was like well if you have that feeling and if you think that that's the right thing for you then go ahead and do it so yeah I just love the campus the coaches were great and the girls were amazing
0: Shout out to moms and the recruiter for making sure that you went for the season. Right. <laughs> and then once you just get stuck on Austin Peay, So shout right. out to them. Now you mentioned that it is the 12 hours away, right? Mm-hmm. Has that been for you? I mean, you've been there for a while now, but how has that been for you, you know, being that far away from home, being a homebody, having a close-knit yeah. family? How has that been for you?
1: Um, I will have to say the my freshman year was pretty hard Um, like the first like the summer I think was the hardest for me Mm. and my mom told me she was like if you need me at any time like just call and she's like I'll do what I can to get down there and sure enough like July 4th weekend I called her and I was like I'm so homesick like I need you to come down here and she found the next flight down but it's nice because Allegiant flies down here Mondays and Fridays and it's like she can get flights for like $60. So it's like, it's really nice that it's that convenient and like that cheap and we don't have to like pay hundreds of dollars to fly back and forth. Um, But as soon as I got like more acclimated down here and school like fall semester started my freshman year, I was pretty good and I'm very fortunate that my parents come to a lot of games, home and away. I'm very fortunate for that, but that makes it a lot easier. But I will say now um, I get homesick a little bit, like everybody, you know, Um, when you see like my family has Sunday dinners every Sunday. So like they call me, they FaceTime me, they pass me around. um, So that's fun. But it is sometimes around the holidays, you know, get a little homesick. um, But, you know, like I said, I get to see them quite a lot because they are coming to games. so it was hard at first, but I will say it does get a lot easier as you get acclimated to your new area.
0: Shout out to the support system for the support coming mm-hmm. to the games. Um, definitely can understand that. I ne- I didn't have to go through that. I tried to leave. My mother, <laughs> my mother wouldn't let me leave. But my cousin, he went from Jersey all the way to Stanford.
1: Oh, wow! first
0: year, his mom had to move out there and like, live with him to get him acclimated.
1: Oh wow. So wow. definitely
0: understand like having that distance. Yeah. Especially if you have a close-knit family, it mm-hmm. definitely is a challenge at first. Yeah. Obviously, you made it through, you you're doing well. Yeah. Success on and off the court. Let's <laughs> go back to the beginning. What drew you to basketball? What about basketball made you love that sport?
1: Yeah. Well, it started off um my uncle played at Indiana State. Um so I grew up like my first basketball game, I was, like, a few days old. Um, so, I just grew up, like, going to watch him play. And, like, through high school, um, we all went – my family, like, all went to the same high school. So, we kind of have, like, a legacy name, if you want to call it that. Um, and I just – like, everything – they were like, oh, you're Matt's niece. And I was like, yeah, you know. But um, I just wanted to be like him when I was younger. I was like, wow, like, he played basketball, like – in this big arena. And like, there were so many people watching, like I wanna be like him. Um, and of course, you know, my mom and my dad played basketball, but it started off as kind of just like a sport that my mom threw me in. Mm. Um, I played like a ton of sports growing up. So it's just something th- she threw me in. And I was like, wow, like I'm pretty good at this. Like I'm the tallest one out here. You know, this is pretty fun. Like I could get used to this, um, but really stem from like watching my uncle play. And just, like, growing up in that basketball environment and basketball family, that really, like, drew me to it.
0: Family, legacy, mom, dad, uncle, everybody play. That's always dope. So, basically, right, if I go to Ohio, I could say I know you and I'm I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) So... For you growing up, is it safe to say that those were your role models and athletes that you looked up to, or were there other people that you looked up to accompanying the family that played basketball?
1: Yeah, well, those were like probably the main factors that were my role models. But um, I also love to watch Elena De Don play. And um, like, I had always wanted to see her play in person. And my dad finally took me to a Indiana Fever game. So that was like so cool. He took me and my uncle went with us. Um, But also I had this like goal in high school to become the all-time leading scorer at my high school, which I achieved. But I looked up to um, the lady that held that record, specifically on the women's side. There was a guy on the men's side that held like the all-time scoring record, but it was by one point. But um, I had always looked up to this woman and she was a great basketball player. My mom played against her in high school um, because my mom went to a different high school, our rival school, I guess. Um, and, you know, so they were good friends. They knew each other. She was a coach at the time. And I just like loved everything about like watching her coach, like how my mom talked about her as a player. And so she was my other kind of role model for basketball
0: That's dope. um, especially like you said, for your first role models and force people to actually be looking up to is the family. And I'm sure you can attest to, like they, taught you how to play the game right
1: Mm
0: -hmm. raised the right way so it was different from having like somebody that you don't even know oh yeah elena deladon but you don't know her you don't know how how she works Mm -hmm. told you how to work how to be and they had the track record yeah collegiate so you actually you know could listen and understand what they're saying for that so yeah once from high school to college right like you said you all time leader, you had a lot of success, you know, all state, all these different awards that, you know, was mentioned for you for high school. What is the biggest difference you could say once you got to the collegiate level from the high school level? Or was it just a smooth transition for you?
1: Um, There's like a few things that are like, I think are extremely different. Started off with like the pace of the game. Cause in high school, you know, not everyone is like the like the best like they are in college. So a lot of the times in high school, it's just like, you know, come down and run like some offense, but in college, it's like almost, if you want to say equivalent to a track meet where you're just going, like you get, you push the ball out. Like that's everybody's game plan to begin with is just get the ball out and try to score in transition. So I think that's the first thing, just the pace of the game. Um, the paces of practice are very different. Like it's really like, go, go, go. Like you're hustling to the next drill, you're hustling to the next spot. Um, So I think that's probably the first difference. The second difference is in high school, if you play college basketball, you're probably the best on your team. And, you know, I always had coaches say like, you know, you were the best on your team. But now that you're here, everybody was the best on their high school team or everybody was the best on their AAU team. So you're just surrounded by a bunch of talented people. Um, So I would say definitely the other difference would be like learning your role specific like specifically on your team but also like you're going against people who are the best in the state you know the best at their high school so it's a pretty even playing field in like those terms so you really have to like work on your game and be like the best you can at everything that you need to be
0: successful in your role that's dope and that's facts and in re- in regarding that like once you get to that collegiate level because this is why we're so happy. Like we're able to have you on. It's not many that make it to that collegiate level. It's a very, very small percentage. And then it's an even smaller percentage. When you talk about D1s, the D2s Mm -hmm. and D3s, like each level, it's a very small percentage to get there. And you're at the highest level at UNF playing well. I've looked at the stats, rebounding blocks, buckets, What would you say is your role for this team, especially from coming, like you said, high school, all-time leading scorer? You could come in and be like, ah, I want to average 25. But it depends on what the role is. So what is your role for this team?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say, like, over the years, I think it has changed. Um, Just because I feel like I've become such an unselfish player, Uh, Myself, you know, like I said, like I was, I'm the all-time leading scorer at my high school. So, like, obviously, like you know, I can score, and there have been games where I can score, but I really feel like my role, as of like the past few years, has really been rebounding and doing the little things that help my teammates. So, like, whether that's sacrificing my body to set screens, um, like drawing two defenders in the paint, and if that means if there's a game where my role is to score then okay, I'm going to score. But if, you know, someone else has the hot hand that game, then okay, I'm going to get your rebounds and I'm going to get putbacks. Um, So I really think for me, it's just to bring like the physicality to the game because I'm like big on physical contact, obviously being the center. Um, I love post-play, back to the basket, like burying my girl. So I really think, you know, I do the little things and that's really my role, like getting others open, you know, having two guard one, getting those rebounds, and if I can score, then score,
0: so. I think that's really cool to have that perspective, and from interviewing different people, playing basketball myself, that is always needed. You need the players that will do the little things, and I know as a guard, I love, I would love to play with you, setting the right screens, the person in the post, I would have loved to play with a big like that because that is actually I think one of the more under underrated things and we don't see it as often anymore yeah in the game of basketball those fundamentals of I have a mismatch and like you said I can pin her down in the post mm-hmm. and ball and go score so I think that's really cool for you how do you you know hone your skills how do you be the best at everything possible like you was mentioning being at at this level, everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one thing I do almost every day is mic-ins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I have a, I have a, well, a really good percentage, shooting percentage, field goal percentage. Um, and I attribute that to, you know, coming in and doing mic-ins every day. Um, I do like regular mic-ins, one foot, two foot, front and reverse. Um, but I think th- something that's really helped me over the past probably three years has been this like we call it the mic and touch series mm. and it's basically where you don't use the backboard so you do Mike's, but you don't use the backboard and it's really just working on your touch around the rim and I think that has helped me tremendously with my field goal percentage especially at the collegiate level because you know there's people who are taller than me um people who are probably stronger than me so really having that like little touch around the rim I think has helped me be really successful um the other thing I would say is just like going 100% at practice because ultimately you know coaches say this but practice is supposed to be harder than an actual game so you know I try to go like 100% in everything I do and I think that has really helped me like in the game I'm like you know what I've done harder stuff in practice like this is easier like I've been way more tired in practice like I can definitely push harder Um, so those two things I think have really helped me
0: be successful. Those are major keys, major, major keys for you. You've been there, you've been playing, you played a lot of different games, played against a lot of different competition. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you inspired to keep coming back, keep trying to get better every single year?
1: Um, I think for me, I would say first thing being family, um, because you know my mom had the chance to play collegiate basketball but she decided not to um so she's like a lot of my motivation you know i talk to her every day she asks how practices going like she's just so into the game that it, it like motivates me i'm like wow like this is bigger than me it's bigger than me in terms of family but also the other part of it is like having an impact on the younger generation i know like from back home I had a post coach in high school and his daughter like loved watching me play. And every time I would come home in the summer, he would work me out and I would also like attend their practices and like help him coach practice. And I would go to some of their games and just to be that role model for someone younger, I think like it's so rewarding and so fulfilling to know that like someone's looking up to you. And I did it as a kid too. I lived right next to, um, Miami in Oxford, Ohio. And I actually got to work with a post player there when I was um playing AAU, probably in like the seventh, seventh and eighth grade. Um, so like if I can do that for the younger generation and just inspire girls to want to play basketball and have dreams of playing in college, I think that's like the most amazing thing I could do for anyone. So just to be a role model, I think is another inspiration for me.
0: Now what would you say is that family or like what you know inspired you to embrace that because i'm sure you've met them and you know of athletes most famously charles barkley saying i'm not a role model why do you embrace being a role model and take you know pride in actually helping the next generation
1: yeah i think it's because <sighs> it's kind of a hard question um i think it's because I feel like a lot of the times hmm.
0: I apologize. I just really okay. hate that you actually embrace being a role model because I know of plenty of athletes that don't embrace that, that don't try to reach help yeah. the next generation, and they're just selfish. they're all about them. so
1: yeah, I think, uh, I think it stems from like, I've always wanted to be a coach like a basketball coach Um, and I just like, I wanna help people be like the best version of themselves. So if I can inspire them to just like get in the gym every day, get up extra shots, be the best player on the team or the hardest worker on the team, I think that's, and of course like the the next generation, like they're gonna grow up and be leaders in our society And, you know, be the next basketball coaches and be the next owner of a company. And if you can inspire them, not just like on the court, but off the court, too, with like the basketball mentality or like just the life lessons you learn in basketball. I think that could be very helpful
0: off the court, too. Completely agree. Um, A lot of what you learn in sports can be translated into all aspects of life. I mean, you even see it on a lot of places like if they're hiring it'll say sports minded Mm -hmm. job we want you to have a sports mindset
1: yeah
0: they're doing sports but do you have a sports mindset that you could apply to this job so right I think that's dope the season is five days away what are some of your personal goals and what are some like the team goals if you can share that with us um I would definitely say overall goal this year
1: this may be like a weird goal but it's to have fun because like I think when you're having fun is when you play your best basketball yes. like you're playing the game you love with your best friends like what could be better than that so main goal this year is to have fun personally um personal goal I would say definitely to improve in all aspects because I do aspire to go and play overseas so definitely keep improving um, all aspects of my game. Um, for team, I would say to be in the top five of the A Sun. Like we're kind of like in that underdog position right now with like a new coaching staff and you know, a relatively big part of our team is new. So a lot of people I feel like are underestimating us because in my like in my mind, like we have a, a really good team this year. So I would say just to finish top five of the ASEAN because I really believe we we are going to make it to the top five. Um, so yeah.
0: Well, we're going to speak into existence and we'll be praying that you will be overseas and we'll have you back on once you're overseas. Playing yeah. <laughs> overseas. Definitely be locked in, paying attention, hopefully, and praying y'all will be, forget top five. All right. Top four, top three yeah be dope um and you know, healthy season for all your all your teammates. We got one more question before we transition to what we like to call the fourth quarter segment, which is more of a fun get to know light questions. What would be a piece of advice you would give to someone trying to play at that collegiate level?
1: uh, I would really say to hone in on your craft. Find what you're good at. If that's shooting, work on it every day. Work on different types of shots from all over. Work on off the dribble. You know, add things to your bag. Add the step back. You know, do what you can to improve what you're best at. And I know a lot of people say, like, work on your weaknesses. But at the end of the day, like, coaches are recruiting you. Like, they don't work. like coaches recruit shooters and they recruit post players and they recruit point guards. But at the end of the day, like a lot of the things that your weaknesses are that the coach is going to fix. So really like hone in on what you're good on. Um And work at it every day to be the best possible. Um, I would also say like, don't be afraid of the distance for, of colleges. Cause I know like I was afraid, but just like, really embrace everything that's going on and make the right decision for you based on, you know, where, what college you go to, or if you want to play college basketball, like, look for schools where it's a place you would go if you didn't want to play basketball. So even if, like, you say, this one what happen, but say you get injured and you can't play basketball anymore, like, make sure the school you go to is a school you could see yourself going to without basketball I think that's very important but yeah so really just like hone in on your craft and be better at what you
0: do best great advice great gems if you're watching definitely take these gems these are important like she said hone your craft if you are a shooter be the best shooter that you are possible add to that and of course like she said because basketball doesn't last forever so god forbid you get injured god forbid something a uh, uh, COVID happens again can you be at this school without basketball which is very important a lot of people i know athletes
1: don't
0: yeah they just want to play ball they just want to play football they want to go play baseball softball they don't care about the actual school aspect right they're just thinking which which school is going to put me in a position to make the most money Playing mm-hmm. sport, which some are lucky you do one and done, and you're your right, school. you don't have to worry about the school. But <laughs> for everybody else, is a possibility that you, you might want to be concerned about the school, right? <laughs> Fourth quarter segment we ask every single guest that is on the show, What is your favorite meal to eat?
1: Uh, chicken parmesan.
0: Ooh. So this yeah. chicken parm, are we having pasta under the chicken parm, or you just have a chicken parm by itself? Definitely pasta under the chicken. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I haven't had chicken parm in a while. I might have to go food shopping as yeah. week for some chicken parm. Like mm-hmm. chicken parm is so good. So good. And who is Emma outside of basketball? Outside of basketball,
1: I'm like a real outdoorsy person like I said earlier, I love the beach. So if we're not at practice, I'm at the beach or I'm at the pool, probably the beach though. Um, I love to play spike ball at the beach. I don't know if you know what that is, but love to play spike ball. I have like a group of friends and every time we go to the beach, we just play spike ball for like hours. Um, so that's really fun for me. Also, I love hiking. Um, it's kind of hard like down here because Florida is pretty flat, you know, but on campus we have um, like hiking trails because we're located on a nature preserve. Mm. So we have like this thing called Eco Adventure and there's a big lake and they have like paddle boards and stuff, but they have hiking trails like all like around the lake. So mm. I love to do that. I also love to cook and bake. Um I like have a recipe book and I'm like working my way through like making all of the stuff. Um, so that's really like a de-stressor for me. I love to do that stuff. So,
0: yeah. So I have to, I have to ask that. What is your favorite thing to cook? What is your favorite thing to bake?
1: Oh, favorite thing to cook. Oh, I have two. Chicken Parmesan. Okay. Obviously. um, And then my chicken pot pie. Ooh, it's really good okay. oh. yeah and then to bake that's such a hard one because like especially because everybody's like oh this is really good and like this is really good um but I would probably say cheesecake brownies it's like a brownie with a cheesecake on top of it and then ice like chocolate icing it's really good
0: that sounds really really good yeah Oh, all three things right there sounds really good. So, you have me definitely. I'm definitely going to finish the show and go in the kitchen and cook. <laughs> yeah. Something's going to get cooked. Mm-hmm. So, in your bio, you have Proverbs 31 25. What is the significance of that scripture to you?
1: Um. So, I really like, I grew up in a Catholic school. Uh, I went to church like every week um, for school. But when I played AAU, I played for an organization called the Cincinnati Angels. And I had every trip we went on, we had Bible study. And my coach was the coach that led the Bible study. And her favorite verse was Proverbs 31, 25. And um, I never really like got into the to like reading the Bible or like scriptures until that point. And I had a lot of conversations with her about it. And she actually got me a necklace with that proverb on it. And I wear it all the time, but it really reminds me that, like, if I I have God on my side and I'm doing what he's put me here to do, that I can have no worries. And I can go through life knowing my purpose and doing it to the best of my ability and serving him through that. And really I can't be stopped so that's how I see it
0: I think that's a snap <laughs> all that. that's completely facts with God on your side it's nothing that you, you can't do which is mm-hmm. why we'll know couple years we will see you overseas yeah <laughs> it will be a successful season this year for you and Nev. oh yeah definitely we'll see it what is your favorite holiday definitely Christmas. When I
1: tell you like I asked my roommates yesterday I was like hey guys would you be okay if I like put Christmas decorations up tomorrow or like this weekend because I'm just so excited for Christmas.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. I love Christmas. I have a nine-month-old. Oh, Legit we were in the mall I'm like yo I'm definitely gonna like I don't normally decorate but I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to OD decorate. Yes. I feel like starting literally, I was like, I feel like starting like this weekend. Like, yeah. I'm, I really wanna.
1: I'm definitely putting up my Christmas tree and everything this weekend.
0: I love Christmas. I think that's yeah. the best best holiday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's Christmas and then y'all can debate after that. I don't care. Christmas. Yeah. Hands down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. So if you were playing to win. 10 million dollars in a basketball tournament for example throwing it out there who would you have on your squad including you so four other players with you to win 10 million dollars who's in your starting five
1: okay so i would have to definitely say subert um and then i would go with um courtney vandersloot okay and then Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson
0: that's a that's a crazy lineup, yeah, I don't know who beats that lineup. You got Snoop. Right. she making sure everybody get the rock. Kelsey Plum getting buckets. Asia Wilson and you locking down defensively, yeah, and getting buckets with that. Oh, that would be a crazy squad, yeah. I saw also in your bio, you have a highlight of quotes. If you could end off the show and share with us some of your favorite quotes and what they mean to you, like why are they significant to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would definitely definitely say the Proverbs thirty one twenty five, And then um, the other one, the other, like my second Bible verse, because it's like two Bible verses in a quote, would be Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I feel like those two kind of, like, tie in together. Because, um, like I said before, if I if I walk with God, like, I can achieve anything I set my mind to. Um, and then my third one is actually, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Glory Road. Yes. Okay, so that's one of my favorite movies. Um, so, like, a quote I, like, love. I love to listen to his, um, the coach's, like, mid-game speech before games um so one part that I really like out of the whole speech um is it's not about talent it's about heart it's about who can go out there and play the hardest they're not going to give you anything so you have to go out there and you have to take it and I think that like really ties into like college basketball just because you know at the end of the day like you can be a good team but another good team can come out and outwork you and like in college, like nothing's handed to you like it might be in high school. So you really have to like go out there, work your butt off for it and like take it at the end of the day. So that's a quote I read all the time. Like I said, I listen to that speech before games and it really like inspires me and gets me pumped up.
0: Yeah. All great. Two scriptures, the quote. It kind of intends like with, you know, one of the quotes that I like of hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Yeah. Especially in that collegiate game was like, you see, why did this team win? Sometimes they just outworked them. They wanted it more. They had more heart, which is definitely like, like you say in the season for y'all, you guys are viewed not as one of the top teams. You're the underdog and you're going to shock a lot of teams because you guys are just going to outwork them. Yeah guys have the talent on the squad you have the coaching staff the new new coaching staff some mm-hmm. of the new players the talent is there but you guys are definitely going to outwork them which will then produce the top four in the a-sun and yeah overseas emma i like that i like that ring. <laughs> i like that but y'all know the vibes if you stay ready you don't have to get ready bench mob we out peace